Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And you just heard that number, how you can call in and be a part of the program, Calvary Live. And I want to welcome all of you today as you're listening in to Calvary Live. This is the program where you get to call in and ask questions and give prayer requests. And maybe perhaps uh, on this Monday uh, as we start the week. Maybe you're listening to Calvary Life for the first time or you're a new listener. I just want to review with you what the show is about. We're here as pastors take your call and your prayer requests and uh, different pastors during the week. Uh, usually I'm here on Monday and Tuesday. Then my good friend uh, Ed Taylor uh, out at Calvary Church where Grace FM originates, uh, he is on Wednesday and Thursday. And then Nick Cady uh, is here on Friday uh, out of uh, Longmont, and, and we're just so grateful to be able to be a part of your lives. But you may hear us at different times, and different pastors that also are a part of the show that fill in for us, or you, you might once in a while hear an encore. If you don't hear an encore before the show begins, you're listening live, you that are listening on Grace FM, and so grateful for you here in Colorado and southern Wyoming as you tune in on this beautiful, beautiful day. You heard that number, 303-690-3000. You see, you can call that number and be on the air and ask your question, give your prayer request, and we're really here to minister to you, to not only give you answers from the Word of God, but to encourage you and pray with you and for all the listeners who are tuned in to, to be blessed by the conversations that we have. So that's really the heart of this show uh, to just be able to bless you and encourage you in any way that we can. Uh, we're very grateful that we have this hour to do this. So give me a call. We got open lines. Grab one of those open lines, 303-690-3000. I really encourage you to grab one of those open lines early in the show because sometimes as the show continues, um, we find out that the hour goes by very quickly and uh, and you can get put on hold. And I always feel bad when we get to the end of the show when we don't get to all the callers. But love to hear from you. Give me a call, 303-690-3000. There's a text line, another means for you to be able to uh, ask a question or to give a prayer request. That's through a dedicated text line. And that number is different at 720-336-0897. And that's a 24-7 prayer line for you to text in a prayer uh, anytime, anywhere in the United States. Because we have listeners, even right now to the show, that are listening in online on perhaps the the Grace FM mobile app or the Grace FM website. Uh, even from different parts of the world, we got somebody from Ukraine that's listening and uh, people from different parts of the country. So I'd love for you to be able to call in 303-690-3000. we got open lines. This really is your show. Maybe you've had a question about the Bible or Christian living or maybe about, um, you know, 
things that are going on? How do we view as a Christian? How do we stay focused on the Lord? There's a lot of distractions that are out there, and we want to stay focused on the Lord. Matter of fact, um, I want to go to, let's go to a text uh, uh, request that just came in. And, and, and I think this is something that a lot of you are feeling. Uh, the person texts in, I have a hard time drawing close to the Lord because I feel so down and discouraged. Could use prayer and some encouragement. Thank you. And, and I think that perhaps as we begin the show, some of you are feeling that way. Um, and we're certainly going to pray for this individual that asked for prayer. But I want to read to you, uh, as I was looking at that right before the uh, program began. And by the way, my name is Jeff Figs. I pastor Calvary Chapel Greeley in northern Colorado. Uh, blessed to be with you. I want to welcome also Truth FM listeners on the East Coast and, uh, and Hope FM listeners on the East Coast. As you're listening on the radio, you are a week delayed, but you can call at 303-690-3000 and be on the air. And uh, we'll have our conversation. And uh, so give me a call in anywhere in the country where you guys are listening online. Love to hear from you. Love to have you call in and uh, just be able to ask your questions and give your prayer requests. But as this individual has texted and said that I'm discouraged, we hear a lot of that. And I think perhaps that some of you that are listening in on today's program, that you're feeling discouraged and you're feeling down. And we still are in this. It's almost been a whole year since um, this pandemic and things begin to shut down, and and we've been maneuvering through all of this for a year, and uh, all the things that, that have uh, been a result of it, um, the, when it comes to our jobs, when it comes to travel, when it comes to plans, when it comes to uh, meeting at school, when it comes to uh, other things, even church, uh, we've been maneuvering through it, and the uncertainty and everything, and so it's very easy for people to get down. But I just want to read to you, I was thinking of Psalm 138, and uh, I, I love this song because uh, it is David that sows, that writes, Though I walk in the midst of trouble, you will revive me. You will stretch out your hand against the wrath of my enemies, and your right hand will save me. The Lord will perfect that which concerns me. Your mercy, O Lord, endures forever. Do not forsake the works of your hand. And I just want to encourage uh, if the you who text that in or listening right now that listen, that the Lord sees you and he's going to revive you and that he will perfect that which concerns you. And that's a promise for every single one of us, that he hasn't forgot about us. He's still on the throne. He has a wonderful plan for you um, and for the rest of the year as we maneuver through this uh, pandemic or whatever circumstances that you might be facing. Maybe it has nothing to do with COVID. Maybe it has to do with relationships or you're hurting or other health issues. And uh, we want to be here to pray for you and encourage you, but to know that you are in the Lord's hands and he sees you and he's going to perfect that which concerns you. And uh, and he has a wonderful plan for us as we move forward. Uh, and he hasn't left us as orphans. Um, and uh, we're going to see the goodness of the Lord. So I want to, Lord, just pray for this one who is uh, discouraged, uh, who um, is distracted perhaps by the challenges and difficulties that are going on around in their lives. And, Lord, I just pray that you would build them up and they would understand that you will perfect that which concerns us. And, Father, I also pray that you would just... um, 
uh, lift them up. Even as David, the sweet psalmist, would write that you're the lifter of my head. Uh, he would write that when uh, saying that his soul was cast down. And Lord, we know that you're the one that does that. And that you're the one that desires to bring joy into our lives and comfort and strength. And Lord, uh, that you would do that work in this individual. And for all of us that are feeling down, uh, just bless and encourage and build up in every way. And may we stand on your promises. May we be established in your word. And Lord, stand fast in you in faith. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, I still got all open lines, so grab one of those open lines. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. The text line is 720-336-0897. So I'd love to have you text in um, a prayer requests or uh, text in perhaps uh, a question. I'm going to go to the text line as another text uh, uh, prayer request came in. Uh, pray for my thyroid, and uh, this individual has been diagnosed with thyroid cancer about a year ago and had a baby and finally going to go to the doctor to get a scan where things are at to discuss treatment and blood work and other things. So we want to pray for this individual uh, that is dealing with cancer, and that's a very scary word, Lord. I just pray that um, that uh, that they would get good results as they get blood work, as they um, get a scan, as they talk to the doctors about treatments, that, Lord, that you would uh, just bless them, that you would help them, that you bring healing to them, Lord. Lord, I just want to pray for those who are dealing with sickness, with cancer. And, Lord, that uh, we're thank you. we thank you for the medical community, um, and we thank you for those who are there and available, and I know that you can use them to bring healing if you desire to do so through treatment for this individual that you would. But Lord, that you would just clear uh, her body of cancer, that you would strengthen her as uh, a new mom, and Lord, that you would just bless in every way in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, still got all open lines, 303-690-3000. Let me know that you're there. I'd love to talk to you as uh, those of you in Colorado and Wyoming on Grace FM, two different radio stations. You are listening live on this Monday. We have uh, a nice day, a little breezy, but um, sure going to see a change of season here coming as we will head into March before too long. And so we're grateful for that. So give me a call. 303-690-3000. we got a couple open lines. The text line is 720-336-0897. Let's go to Maryland, Annapolis. Talk to Nick on line one. Hi, Nick. Hi, how are you doing? Good, how are you doing? I'm doing well, thank you, sir. Good. You so got a question I'm, for me? Yes. I don't know how quick it'll be, but yes, a question. Um, it's in <laughs> regards to speaking in tongues. Yes, And um, I had a fellow brother um, speak out, and he's in a position, you know, to be up front of it, in front of everyone. And I don't want to go into too much detail, but uh, he spoke out um, loud enough for the whole congregation to hear, and there was no interpretation or anything like that. And I know there's scripture that speaks of, um, order, being orderly and speaking in tongues and then following with an interpretation in tongues, or you interpret it yourself. But then there's also 
the time where um, I think it was Paul that found out that the, that some of the followers were baptized by um, John the Baptist, and and he laid hands on them, and they began speaking in tongues and prophesying. So I'm a little confused as to. And then I've also heard, you know, the speaking in tongues that is between you and God, an unknown language, that type of thing. Yeah. Most most of the, and this would be it for me, most of the um, words seem to me, and I've gone through the whole, the whole Bible, um, to be more the same word of, as in more like Pentecost, where an unknown language and others heard in that language. Yeah, and you know, Nick, you're asking a lot of good questions, and there can be a lot of confusion concerning the gifts of the Spirit, particularly when it comes to tongues, prophecy, when it comes to interpretation of tongues. And so, as you said, you've read uh, the Bible, and um, there's a lot that's there. I believe in the validity validity of the gifts that they are for today, and that include tongues and prophecy and interpretation of tongues. And Paul, in chapter 12 of 1 Corinthians, because he's writing to the Corinthian church, and the Corinthian church was interesting because they were a carnal church, but yet the gifts of the Spirit were being exercised. And so he's answering questions, and apparently in the Corinthian church, they were misusing the gifts. Um, there was an abuse of the gifts. So he wants to make sure that they understand um, about not only what the gifts are, and particularly he talks about what we call the sign gifts. He he says uh, there's the working of miracles to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. But one in the same spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. That is the Holy Spirit. So not everybody's going to, to speak in tongues. Not everybody's going to prophesy. And he goes on to talk about, in chapter 12, the unity and the diversity uh, that is in the body of Christ when it comes to the spiritual gifts. Then he says something really important in chapter 13. He says the greatest gift of all is love. He said you can speak uh, with the tongues of men and angels and have not love. All you are is a sounding brass and a clanging cymbal. Then in chapter 14, he begins to talk about the use of prophecy in tongues in the corporate meaning. And he said something that you touched on, uh, that you have read, that he says, For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men but to God, for no one understands him. However, in the Spirit he speaks mysteries. So you see that confirmed in the book of Acts on the day of Pentecost. When the disciples, the Holy Spirit came upon them, they began to speak in tongues, and the people from different parts of the world that were there, because it was a major feast, they would recognize the language. It wasn't Hebrew. Um, they would recognize their native tongue. It wasn't that the disciples knew how to speak that language. To them, they're speaking in tongues. So speaking in tongues may be that they're speaking another language. There are those who say that you know you can have the tongues of men and of angels, or is there a language of angels? Angels. So speaking in tongues is the language that no one understands. Um, and we know that in the book of Acts that um, as they spoke in tongues, they were singing praises to God. In every example in Acts, 
They're singing praises to God, exalting the Lord. So Paul comes along and confirms that in 1 Corinthians chapter 14. He goes on and he talks about tongues being used in the corporate meaning and also prophecy. He says, He who prophesies speaks edification, exhortation, and comfort to men. But he who speaks in a tongue edifies himself, for he who prophesies edifies the church. So the gift of tongues is the only spiritual gift to where it edifies the individual. Um, it, it is for um, the individual that speaks in a tongue, singing praises to the Lord, prophecy, and that could include bringing forth the Word of God, and also in a predictive sense, edifies the church. But then as you read through chapter 14, and you might review that a little bit, he talks about order in the church. And he says in verse 28, But if there is no interpreter, let him keep silent in the church, and let him speak to himself and to God. So he's speaking about that one who perhaps gets up in the corporate meeting and begins to speak in a tongue. If there's no interpreter, then they are to remain silent. Paul doesn't forbid it in the corporate meeting, but what he does is he he says there needs to be order. He says, let all things be done decently and in order. And he goes on to say um, that if uh, anyone speaks in a tongue, let there be two or at the most three each in turn, and let one interpret. And then he goes on and says that there's no interpreter, that they're to be quiet. So in the specific example that you brought um, and just spoke about, if there's no interpreter, they're to sit down. And um, in Calvary Chapel here, during the service, you won't hear somebody speaking in tongue because prophecy is going forth. And Paul really emphasizes, okay, I'm not going to forbid tongues, but he'd rather speak five words of understanding prophecy than you know, 10,000 words in a tongue that nobody can understand. He also talks about if the, the unbeliever comes in to the meaning where you know tongues are being spoken, they have no understanding. So there's really the emphasis of Paul in the corporate meaning that prophecy which edifies and exhorts and comforts and it benefits the church, that that really should be a priority in the church. But again, he doesn't forbid it, and he doesn't forbid the individual from speaking tongues. He said if it is exercised in a corporate meaning, and, and, and a lot of times there may be those times where there's a, a believer's meeting, an afterglow to where they're just waiting on the Lord, and those are times of refreshment. That is a time of blessing where somebody might, you know, speak a word of praise to the Lord or, you know, a word of prophecy. So it's not forbidden, but it is to be done in order. So hopefully that's kind of a really fast overview of what the Scriptures have to say about tongues in the corporate meeting. Okay. Now, what about the one of... Um where Paul laid hands on them, and they began to speak in tongues and prophesy. Yeah, it, yeah. In, in every case that that happened, that, you know, um, that it was praises to God. But not every time that, you know, that uh, hands were laid on the believers, yes, you go through the book of Acts and you can write it down, that they spoke in tongues. So it, it's, right. again, something that took place— and the reason I mention that is because I have people that come and they say, well, I, I was at a Pentecostal church or, you know, we had an afterglow and they said, come up and receive the gift of tongues. And it was really forced upon the person, you know, just start speaking and blah, da, 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 you know, and, and, and it really was a very 
very forced thing. And that's why I read to you in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 that the Holy Spirit, the same Spirit, works all these things distributing to each one individually as he wills. Not everyone, Paul writes, he says, not everyone has, you know, um, the same gifts. For one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another the same uh, faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the same Spirit, working of miracles and all that. So not everybody's going to have the gift of tongues. So it doesn't have to be a forced thing and a fake thing, um, but just, you know, we can ask for that gift. Uh, Paul says there's nothing wrong. Paul, he indicates that he spoke in tongues, but he would give that guideline concerning the corporate meeting of believers. And he's he's saying do everything decently and in order. Right. So would you classify, again, I'm going to go back to Paul, would you classify that as being in a corporate situation where he found that they were only baptized by by um, John, and so he laid his hands, and they all, it said they all began to speak in tongues and prophesy. So it, it, it seems like it was something that it happened on the laying on of hands with every one of them, and the, every one of them received that gift. Yeah, and— and you're talking about Acts chapter 19, I believe, that when Paul laid hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them, and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. Now the men were about 12 in all, so it seems to indicate that they all received that. And um, and this was at Ephesus, Paul's third missionary journey, and he's asking them, into what were you baptized? And they said, John's baptism, and Paul gives them the further revelation. Um, John's baptism was a baptism of repentance, uh, he says the Christ has come, and so you know that can happen, and that's w- how the Holy Spirit was moving at that moment with those that Paul was bringing that further revelation to. Okay, okay. So now, if in a corporate setting and someone speaks out, mm-hmm. and and then there is no interpretation, should he then not do it anymore? Yeah, that's what 1 Corinthians 14 says. And let me read it to you again. And it's verse 28, I believe. Uh, If there is no interpreter, let him keep silent in the church and let him speak to himself and to God. So again, that, that order is given. There needs to be an interpreter. And sometimes you'll you know hear about charismatic meetings where everybody's speaking in tongues and you know, the whole congregation, and Paul says, no, let there be order, you know, two at the most three in order, and then there needs to be an interpreter. So you'll read that in that chapter, Nick. I have read that several times, which which is a part of what brought me to confront yeah. my friend with it, because yeah. he was, and and the pastor didn't say anything, and I'm thinking, well, you're, 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 you're speaking in tongues, supposedly, but then there's nothing, and yeah, it just it, it seems yeah. to go contrary to what I believe and what I know the word to be, and and I'm open to being wrong. So, <laughs> well, just g- give <laughs> give them, yeah, 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 and that's what we're here for. And just give them the word of God, and you know, and hopefully the Holy Spirit will just begin to to bring that correction, uh, you know, to him. 
And, you know, our charismatic, you know, Pentecostal friends, you know, they they may look at things a little bit different, but that's what I read very clearly from the scriptures when it comes to the corporate meeting. So, hey, appreciate no, it, good. Nick. All right, Go ahead. thank you very much. I appreciate your call. God bless. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. Love to talk to you. we got all open lines right now. Let me know you're there. I know it's Monday. Maybe you're coming home from work or maybe uh, at practice with the kids, you know, at basketball or uh, maybe you're getting a snack for the kids, finishing work, wherever you might be, give me a call. Love to hear from you guys. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. You know, the gifts of the Spirit are are real and therefore our benefit and the gifts of tongue. And there's a lot of uh, really misunderstanding concerning the gifts of the Spirit. And when it comes to a corporate meeting, um, sometimes people may ask you, you know, are you a Spirit-filled church? And you're going, what does that mean? And what they mean is, do people speak in tongues? And I want to remind you, and one of the reasons I, uh, the previous caller that I was saying, that the greatest gift is love. And the evidence of the Spirit is love, that the fruit of the Spirit is love. And when somebody asks me, are you a Spirit-filled church? Yeah, we believe in the gifts of the Spirit. You're going to hear prophecy that's going to move forward, um, you know, and go forth from the pulpit. I don't believe the Holy Spirit is going to interrupt himself. Um, so things are done decently and in order. Uh, but there may be small groups. There may be an afterglow. There may be a believer's meeting where those gifts are more freely exercised. Uh, but here's the thing, um, that the fruit of the Spirit is love, and the evidence that the Holy Spirit is really working in the lives of a believer and in the life of a church is love. Are we displaying love? It's not how big we are, how popular we are. It's not how grand we are, you know, um, exalting a name. It is, are we loving others? And that's the great commandment that the Lord has given to us, that we're to love others just as he's loved us. That's what he told his disciples, some of the last words of Jesus before he went to the cross. And then John, who was in that upper room, comes to his um, epistle, and he writes about how we're to love our brothers and sisters in the Lord. And that's the, the great commandment that is for you and for me. And that's how we know the evidence of the Spirit really working in our lives. And the Holy Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, which is real, that Acts chapter 1, stay in Jerusalem for the coming upon of the Holy Spirit, that you may be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the uh, ends of the earth. And, you know, it's to empower us to to be his witness, not go out and witness. That is a part of that, but be my witness in how we live our lives. And the gifts of the Spirit are important to know. And and one of the things that we do here at Calvary Chapel is we want people to move forward in serving the Lord or being, you know, blessed in the Lord with the gifts that God has given to them. And not everyone's going to have the gift of speaking in tongues or the interpretation or you know um you know work in miracles uh they may have the gifts of help administration um the gift of faith all those things and uh and it's wonderful just to recognize your gift to move forward in the body of Christ and to be able to edify the church with your gifts and and um maybe the gift of teaching and that 
even takes on different diversities um, that maybe somebody's gifted to teach children. There are women that are very gifted to teach other women. Uh, God's given me the gift of teaching to be able to to hold the position as a, a pastor, teacher, a senior pastor, to be able to teach behind the pulpit. So we're very, 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 you know, um, thankful that the Lord is the one that gifts us, empowers us to move forward. Hey, we're going to get go to break. We got all open lines. Love to hear from you. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number, and 720-336-0897 is the um, uh, text line that you can text a question or a prayer request. So all open lines, give me a call, grab that phone, and you're hearing the music. It's the only break of the show, and we'll be right back after the break. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. So glad to be with you. My name is Jeff Biggs of Calvary Chapel Greeley and love to be able to talk with you. So give me a call and um, and let's talk about the things of the Lord. Uh, got all open lines that I believe, and I'll check uh, where we're at. We've still got all open lines. And uh, so give me a call, 303-690-3000 is the um, call-in number, and the text line is 720-336-0897. So um, be sure that you are safe when you text always. That's a 24-7 prayer line as well. I think that's pretty neat. So grateful that Calvary Church has put that on to have people praying for you uh, 24-7. And we need prayer, and maybe you need prayer. So 720-336-0897. But I really would like uh, to talk with you. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. This is your show, and every show is different. And um, sometimes it's real busy, sometimes it's a little slow. So maybe you've been wanting to call in for a while. This is a great time to do that because we have all open lines still. I do want to remind you that um, as uh, we have in-person services here at Calvary Greeley in northern Colorado on Sunday morning, 8, 9.30 and 11 o'clock, going through Matthew's Gospel, such an incredible study that we're going through. I love going through the Gospels because we get to study Jesus, see Jesus. Um, you know, it was the Greeks that came to Jerusalem right before Jesus went to the cross, and they said, we wish to see Jesus. And um, that's what I love about the Gospels. And uh, we are uh, just being blessed as we go through Matthew's Gospel, chapter by chapter and verse by verse. So we invite you to come out. And then also on Wednesday nights, our um, online service uh, that we're going through the book of Ezekiel. And the book of Ezekiel is an incredible book. And Ezekiel is ministering while he's in captivity. And sometimes people think that the Old Testament really isn't relevant for us today. And uh, so we don't really need to study the Old Testament. All Scripture is inspired by God and is profitable for doctrine, for correction, for reproach, for, you know, reproof, for um, that area 
you know, man may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. So there is benefit in all the scriptures from Genesis to Revelation. And it's such a blessing, especially as we see Ezekiel speaking to a nation that had turned uh, away from the Lord. And there's some lessons for us and what we're seeing in our culture, in our nation, in our world. And then also just the prophecies that are absolutely amazing and seeing God's faithfulness. So 7 o'clock at calvarychapelgreeley.org or Facebook Live is that study in Ezekiel. If you never study Ezekiel, uh, is it's just an incredible book. So we're going to be uh, continuing our journey through Ezekiel, um, and we are looking so forward to it. Check us out on our website, calvarychapelgreeley.org. we got other things going on during the week, uh, men's study, ladies' studies, uh, young adults, uh, youth groups that meet. As we're just continuing to, to meet more and more, uh, moving through this pandemic. And uh, so I'd love to minister to you and to your family. We're easy to find here in Greeley. So if you're in the area, I'd love to minister to you, meet your family, serve you in any way that we can. Hey, we got a couple open lines. So 303-690-3000 is the call in. And the text line is 720-336-0897. Let's go to Jay up in Cheyenne. Hey, Jay, how are you? Hey, good. How's it going, Pastor? Good. How are things up there in Cheyenne? Oh, it's windy. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it makes like you feel always. any better, if it's a little windy here in Greeley, so... Oh, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so what do you got for me today? So I've been going through the uh, parables of Jesus, uh, specifically in the Gospel of Matthew. And so there's a couple parables uh, where Jesus ends... He ends it, and he says, uh, these people will be cast into outer darkness, and there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. So there's a couple parables that end like that, and there's a couple parables that end, uh, they shall be cast into the fiery furnace, and there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And so uh, just for an example, uh, one, one's in Matthew 13, 50, and yet, uh, there's another one in Matthew 22, 13. So Matthew 22, 13 is outer darkness. And uh, the thirteen fifty is fiery furnace. So I was just—I yeah. uh, guess my question is: Are these two? Are these two different places? Like, uh, so I've, I've been studying like the Bride of Christ and all this stuff, and I just—I uh-huh. really want to know like your thoughts on this. Is like, are they outside the wedding feast of the Lamb, or are they cast into hell? Because it goes uh, with Luke. There's a, uh, a parable in Luke 13 as well, like the Great Supper. And then uh, right. these individuals that are cast away, they see the feast, and they see them feasting, right? And it's just like, well, if you're in hell, you're not going to be able to see them, right? Like, So I'm just kind of confused, and I need like some clarification on that. So. Yeah, and, you, you know, um, whatever it is is not good, right? <laughs> and yeah. yeah. He's talking about, and here's where a debate can come in, because in the case of Matthew twenty five thirty, the he talks about the unprofitable servant into outer darkness, and there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. So there are those who come along and um, and say, well, he was still a servant, so it's not really talking about you know outer darkness or eternal separation from the Lord, um, and. It's not good, whatever it is, and um, and the parables sometimes 
can be a little tricky making doctrine out of them, but um, he was wicked. He was lazy. That's unprofitable servant. Um, and to me, as I read it, seems to demonstrate that he was not a true servant of the master at all. And uh, so he is cast forever out of the master's presence. That's what I see in Matthew chapter 20, um, uh, 5, verse 30, when it comes to that um, text. In Matthew chapter 24, verse 51, um, I believe is, and we'll cut him in two and appoint him as portion with the hypocrites. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Um, yeah. Chapter 24, looking at that, again, it's not it's not good. And um, and we see in chapter 24, he's speaking of the Olivet Discourse and um, the faithful servant and the evil servant. So again, the debate comes, you know, is it talking about the, you know, real servant or not a, a, a servant? And uh, so, you know, uh, here it seems to indicate again that it's an evil servant. That word evil is emphasized there. And um, so... We do know this um, that uh, that um, that hell is real and separation um, from the Lord is very real, and I think the explanation uh, expl- explanation mark on that is in Revelation chapter twenty, the Great White Throne Judgment, that the unrighteous dead, the second resurrection, is going to be brought before the Great White Throne Judgment. And they will be judged according to their works. And as, you know, we don't want to be judged according to our works because none of our works are are good enough to make it to heaven. It is by faith in Jesus Christ alone that we um, are saved. And so they're cast into outer darkness or the lake of fire for all eternity. So I think the Bible is very clear, and Jesus made it very clear, that eternal separation, those who have rejected the gospel— those who have rejected Jesus Christ will be, you know, cast into outer darkness, the lake of fire, um, you know, um, for all eternity. And and so these parables are given warnings about being a faithful servant versus being a wicked servant, and I think, or an evil servant. And wicked and evil are not good in, in the eyes of the Lord. And we are to be ones as believers, to remember that we are to be faithful. And here's the thing, we're going to stand at the beam of reward seat of Jesus Christ to be rewarded for what we've done in the body, whether good or bad. And the thing is, we're not going to be judged for our sins. Jesus took our that judgment upon himself on Calvary's cross for you and for me. So we're going to receive rewards, what we have done for Christ. So when it comes to salvation— it's belief in Jesus Christ, faith in Jesus Christ. Either you believe in him, you've accepted the gospel, or you're going to be separated from him because you didn't. So th- those these parables, that's what you got to keep in mind, um, you know, um, is is that he's talking about the, the evil servant, the wicked servant, casting the outer darkness. Uh, I, it's just not a good thing, <laughs> you know. And um, it's a very, very, um, um, you know, serious uh, indictment that the Lord gives to them and, um, and in those parables. So, you know, is it the same place, the furnace of fire that won't be quenched, uh, out of darkness, the lake of fire? Um, 
yeah, I think I think you know that place of eternal separation is, you know, I can't imagine out of darkness. Um, you know, I I can't imagine that the lake of fire. We see a little glimpse of it in Luke chapter sixteen, don't we, um, Jay? Um, yeah. When that man was thirsty, it, can you imagine being thirsty for all eternity? I mean, it's very mm-hmm. very sobering. So, you know, so those 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 parables are you know the evil servant. You know, um, those are things to really consider. Hopefully that helps. Yeah, yeah, thanks. You bet. Thanks Thank for you. calling. I appreciate your call. Yeah, we'll send okay. enjoy. All right. <laughs> thanks, Jay. Appreciate it. 303-690-3000 is the calling number. Love you guys up in Wyoming. Love your state. Uh, just love going up there and spending time starting here before long. When ISOF comes up, I'll be up there. I'll be up there one of the greenies looking to do some fishing up there. So just just love Wyoming, you guys up there. Give me a call, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. Let's go to Mike in Denver. Hey, Mike. Hello. Mike, are you there? How are you? Yes, I'm here. I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. Thanks for calling. How can we pray for you? Um. I need prayer for my family, um, for my wife, myself, and uh, and our two daughters. Um, my uh, my my daughters are um, not saved, but uh, you know we, we you know we read the Bible regularly and. Uh, I pray for for them daily, um, but we're in a situation where uh, our oldest daughter, who is uh, just started uh, her first year in college, um, is 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 dating an unbeliever, um, spending a lot of secluded time with uh, with this person, and um, you know it's 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 obvious what what's going on. And uh, so my wife and I have, you know, been spending a lot of time trying to uh, redirect her back to God um, and, you know, share scripture. Yeah. It's, it's being met with a lot of uh, anger and hostility so much that even my younger daughter has taken the side of, you know, of her older sister, and my wife and I are just kind of, we don't know where to go or what to do now. Yeah, and certainly we'll pray for you because, you know, Mike, I have four kids that are adults. They're all in their 20s, and the world has such a pull on them. And one of the things that as our kids grow up, and I think there's a lot of people that are listening right now, is the world can pull them away from the Lord so easily. You know, the world, the culture says you don't need God, not interested in the things of the Lord. And we as parents, as believers, it breaks our hearts, doesn't it? And and you're doing the right thing by just praying and just praying, Lord, open up their eyes, soften their hearts. Lord, 
take the blindness away, that they would just receive the Lord and be open to the things of the Lord. And and sometimes when you share Scripture with your kids and they get a little bit combative, it could be because they're being convicted. It could be. You know, sometimes, you know, the, the old saying, Mike, the, you know, throw a rock in a pack of dogs. The one who barks the loudest is the one that got hit. And they may be just getting convicted by the Lord, or generally sometimes people just, they're just angry. They don't want to hear. They want to just live their life, leave me alone. But you have something that you can do, and that is pray and always be praying. And please don't give up, you know, for all parents, and that includes me. Uh, We don't stop praying for our kids because the enemy is working overtime. He's working overtime on our kids, and and culture is pulling our kids away to where live any way that you want, um, any kind of lifestyle, you know, live for yourself. And yesterday we're going through a text um, uh, in Matthew's Gospel that Jesus said, if you want to find yourself, then lose your life. And we have the world that says, find a life, live for yourself, exalt self, you know, live any way that you want, and it's very pleasing to the flesh for our young people. Um, and the Lord comes along and says, follow me, and you're going to find life if you lose it. That is, pick up your cross, follow me. And so keep praying and and share at those times and just let them know that you you still love them, you know? And um, we just want to to share these things because we care about you. We're not trying to annoy you agitate you, but we do care about you, and just pray for those opportunities, and uh, love, and speak the truth in love, and pray, and that's going to be a real key, Mike. Okay. Because you're not alone. It is a battle, isn't it? Oh, yeah. It is. Father, I pray for Mike, and as a father, um, as parents that love their children, uh, their daughter, they go to school, they go to college, they're on their own, they're independent, but the world pulls on them. And the world's all around them. And I just pray somehow, somehow, that you would bring somebody into their lives, even as they go to class, even as they become independent, that you would bring somebody into their life that would be a witness to them and an influence to them, um, that would speak truth into their lives. But I pray for Mike and and for his wife, that they would be able to speak truth as well. And Lord, that you would begin to take the blindness away from her and even the younger daughter, that the the hardness of heart soften them, um, their hearts. Lord, that, um, that you would work because no one is too far gone from you. And Lord, that you would bring salvation to this family and to his children. And Lord, that you would work a miracle that they, Lord, as they cry out, that they would know that you love them and you care for them. So, Lord, we just pray for this working. Encourage Mike and just help him as a father. I can feel his heart as I'm a dad myself for his children. And just encourage him and strengthen him and give him wisdom and comfort. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you, Pastor. Anytime you need prayer, Mike, we'll be praying with you and for you, okay? Thank you.
Okay, God bless you. You know, our young people are um, being pulled off into the world, um, and and it's hard. It's it's difficult, isn't it? Um, and um, it's 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 so imperative that we as parents, because you know, I hear Mike and I can feel his heart, and many of you can as well. We need to be praying for our kids and always be praying for our kids and um, lifting them up before the Lord. And here's the thing. You know the story of Job. And remember Job uh, in the beginning of the book that he got up and he sacrificed a bull on behalf of his kids lest they sinned. And we need to always be offering up a sacrifice of prayer. He got up early, and it wasn't easy for him to get up and fillet a, a bull on behalf of his kids. And we need to be ones that we take the time to just pray for them and pray over them and uh, for our loved ones and, and for others as well. Whoever's linked to you in your life, to offer that sacrifice of prayer to the Lord for our kids because the enemy is working overtime. I don't think I need to tell you that. You see it all around us and pulling our kids into deception and darkness and bondage. And it's heartbreaking to see and um, to love them, um, to be available to speak truth into their lives. And, um, and uh, it's, it's um, such an important ministry that we have. And so just praying for Mike and all, all of you who have children that, that are away from the Lord and um, living after the world, um, just praying that they'll come home. Got all open lines again, 303-690-3000 is the calling number. The text line is 720-336-0897. Got some time in the program, but let's go to the text line. And um, got a text for somebody here in my hometown, Greeley. And I'm not going to read all of it, but just somebody who wanted uh, prayer for uh, a brother in Christ who it's just struggling with uh, alcoholism, and uh, so we're going to pray for him, and uh, even homeless. And so we are going to pray. Lord, um, we just pray for um, this individual. We pray f- uh, for Lucas, who's praying for somebody who he cares about and is struggling with alcoholism, um, uh, homeless, um, and has liver failure. Um, and Lord, I just pray that you would just intervene, uh, be with my brother that cares for him and ministering to him. But Lord, you're the great physician. You're the one that can free him from this, uh, from the addiction. You're the one that can bring healing. Um, and you're the one, Lord, um, that can bring us out of the bondage, um, even when we're at such depths of despair and hopelessness. So I pray for this individual that you would work in his life and just just be with Lucas as he ministers to him. And Lord, I thank you that he's in this individual's life. But Lord, you work. Show yourself strong in his behalf. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. So grateful for Christians that are available to um, ministering to those who are down and out and just taking the time to ask for prayer. Another prayer request, or we, or actually, this is a question that came in: Are we supposed to tithe if we should uh, be given out of a joyful heart, not an obligation? Um, could tithing be a cop out to not give more than ten percent? 
tithe is something that we see in the Old Testament, um, and we know in Malachi that the Lord says that the tithe belongs to me. He was speaking to uh, the nation of Israel, to God's people. When we go to the New Testament, Paul gives some um, qualifications as far as the New Testament giving. And what he says is um, that we are to give cheerfully, freely, and willingly. And that's the key as as the Lord leads you. It may be a tithe. That's a good good principle to go by a tithe. Some people may give 20%. Some may give more than that. But whatever you give, you're to give freely. You're to give willingly. You're to give cheerfully. And that is the qualification. That is really uh, the what pleases the Lord is when we give in that way. So, And, you know, giving to the Lord is such a blessing. It's a privilege for us to be able to do that. Hey, let's go to Luther in Platteville before the show ends. Luther? Yes, sir. How are you? Good yourself, sir. I'm doing good. Quick question, Got a question. for you. So I've heard, like, Pastor Al Pittman on the show talk about Stephen, and I guess I'm trying to figure out who he is. So do you know where he was teaching from? No, I think it's in the Old Testament. Is that correct? Well, there was the Stephen that um, that was in the book of Acts, I believe, um, that we read about him, and Stephen was the first Christian that was martyred. So there is that Stephen. That, um, I think that's him. Yeah, Stephen, he was one of the first deacons. You can read about him in chapter 6 and 7. And he gives this incredible address to the religious leaders, to the Sanhedrin Council. And you can read all through it, um, 60 verses, um, you know, in chapter 7. When he ends the address, they take him out and they stone him. And you know who was holding the coats of the ones who were stoning him? Are you familiar with the story? No, sir, I'm not. It was one named Saul. Saul of Tarsus that oh, we know Saul as because of Paul. Yeah. Saul was yes. renamed Paul, that's right. Yeah. Exactly. And I that's so amazing. Um it's so amazing that here is, you know, Saul, and in chapter eight he begins to persecute the Christians and they have to spread out, they have to leave Jerusalem. And when you really think about that, that wasn't easy. It wasn't like you can go rent a U Hall and, you know, and just go move to another city. I mean, they had to, to leave. And they begin to fan out, but that was God's plan. So, um, so that's Stephen probably that I can think of in Acts chapter six and seven. Okay. Yeah, perfect. I appreciate it. You bet, Luther. God, thanks for calling. I appreciate it. Hey, let's go to Dan real quick in Denver. Dan. Hello. Hey, Dan. Hey, I got about two minutes. So you have a prayer request. Yeah, yeah, a good friend of mine. He's a little older. He's up there in his 70s, and he's uh, he miraculously was uh, found a way to survive being misdiagnosed and with severe injuries, and he's having mm-hmm. trouble finding work. Uh, okay, and he just never stops trying. But it'd be nice, you know, if uh, yeah, you know, we a little something for him because uh, there's always that right person, yeah. right, somewhere. Right. Yep. So, Father, I thank you for Dan calling. 
for his friend that's a little older that can't find work, he's looking, take him to the right place, Lord, to the right employer, and, and Lord, I thank you that he's desiring to work even at an older age, and it may be challenging, but nothing, even as you told Jeremiah, nothing's too difficult for me, and nothing is is too difficult for you, Lord. So I pray for his friend. I pray that you take him to the right place, the right job, and Lord, that uh, he would find the employment that he needs, provide for his needs. You promise that you'll supply our needs in Christ Jesus. And so I just pray for him. I thank you for Dan being in his life and calling, asking for prayer. Just help Dan to minister to him and encourage him. And we ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. I mean, you bet. Yeah, this is a crazy world we're in, and we all need yeah. a little help. And uh, I'm praying for everybody every day because, brother, the whole world's struggling. But thank you yep. so much. You bet, Dan. Thanks for calling. Hey, we've had a great show today. We're going to hear the music in a little bit. I thank you for calling today. Looking forward to being with you tomorrow at the same time. Pray they have a, a blessed evening, and um, keep praying. Praying for those who have need around you. A lot of people need prayer. Uh, be praying for your kids. Be praying for your family. Be praying for your coworkers. Be praying for those who are linked to you in your life. And uh, and you know, prayer is such a privilege for us to be able to do that. So thank you so much, and keep your eyes on the Lord. And uh, and uh, great is His faithfulness. And remember this: that His mercies are new every morning. So just keep your focus on Him. God bless you. Thank you, everyone. Have a great evening in the Lord. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.